What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to Plizzle's podcast filled with glitchy analysis and freezing cold takes so cold that they're boiling hot. Today is the second part of our three-part catch-up series that we're doing for the Christmas break, and today we're going to talk about the NFL. But first, let's mention we are proudly sponsored by Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Get online to check out their delivery and carryout orders right now. They've got a large one-topping pizza for just $7.99 that you can get for carryout. Thank you so much to Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Now, it's time to catch up on what's been going on in the NFL since the Christmas break. And now we're also going to look about what's to come. First up, probably one of the most important pieces of news that we've got. Jalen Hurts suffered a shoulder sprain and has been out for the last two weeks. Now, what I think this means for the Eagles is both losing the one seed and looking to the wild card to potentially lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. So look, if Hurts doesn't play this weekend, which he's questionable to play, he's been a partial participant at practice this week, they might lose, they might not. I'm not 100% certain on that. But if they do lose to the Giants and the Cowboys win, they are going to lose the one seed, they're going to lose the NFC East division title, and they're going to go straight to the five seed. So where do the Eagles go from there? They're going straight down to play Tampa Tom, who is goaded in the playoffs as always. And he's ending the regular season on fire with his favorite target, Mike Evans. They combined for 209 yards and three touchdowns last week versus the Panthers. Look, no one wants to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. I already said that. Not to mention, no one knows if Jalen Hurts is going to be 100% heading into this. The Eagles last season, they were absolutely dominated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. I think the Eagles have put on quite the performance this year, but there are two things that I've noticed. One, the Eagles haven't played any good opponents. Their best wins are against Kirk Cousins in primetime. They beat him 24-7. A win against Dallas without Dak Prescott and against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay before they finally put the pieces together. And even that game was extremely close. The second thing that I noticed was that the Eagles' offense is horrible, horrible when Jalen Hurts doesn't play or passes for fewer than 200 yards. In those games, the Eagles have lost three out of four, and that's the recipe to defeat them. Take away their playmakers like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and the Eagles are extremely beatable. In other news, the following teams are eliminated from playoff contention. The Jets, Browns, Colts, Texans, Raiders, Broncos, Commanders, Bears, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Rams, and Cardinals. Now, four of those teams have traded away their first-round picks, and three of those teams have traded away their second-round picks. It's time to start looking at some of those GMs because they definitely need a looking into. Now, there are a couple on there that I can't blame 100%, like the Rams. There's just a bunch of injuries on the offensive side of the ball, but... When you talk about somebody like the Broncos, oof, the fact that they don't own their first-round pick is horrendous. Now, let's look at the NFL teams on the fringe of the playoffs. In the AFC, we've got the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers fighting for the seventh seed. Now, I'm not sure why the NFL decided to add a seventh seed outside of just money purposes, but I think the Steelers will somehow, someway, make it to that seventh seed. They hold no tiebreakers with the Dolphins and the Patriots, but the Dolphins play the Jets, who are now pissed off and angry that they missed the playoffs, and the Patriots play the Bills, 
who are now kind of still fighting for the first seed based off of what was in the press release after the Bills-Bengals game ended on Monday. Now, the Steelers play the Browns, who have zero motivation to win this game. They're fighting for a better pick. Not to mention, they've had some controversy this week. Jadavion Clowney has come out and said he doesn't want to be on the team anymore because he doesn't get the easy matchups on defense. They give them all to Miles Garrett. I don't even know if they play Miles Garrett. Why would you play your star pass rusher in a game that literally does not matter? But once again, I don't think any of that matters because whoever wins has to go to either Buffalo or Kansas City, and any of those three teams can win that game. I don't think that any of those teams, I'm not confident at all, that the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Steelers, none of them are going to go to Buffalo and win a game. Now, in the NFC, you've got an interesting scenario, in my opinion, and maybe some NFL tampering. As it sits right now, the 7, 8, and 9 seeds are as follows. Seattle 7, Detroit 8, and Green Bay 9. Now, if Seattle wins and Detroit wins, Seattle's in the playoffs because they hold a tiebreaker with the Lions because they beat them earlier this year. If Detroit wins and Seattle loses, they're in, obviously, because they'd have the best record. Now, if Green Bay wins, no matter what the Seahawks do, the Packers are in the playoffs. If you wanted two games like this that are dependent on each other to be played fairly, you would play them both in the 1 o'clock window. However, the NFL has now rescheduled both these games and gave the Seahawks-Rams game the 4 o'clock spot on Sunday and gave the Lions-Packers game the primetime NBC 730 spot. This game will be extremely interesting if Seattle loses, but they're playing the Rams without most of their key players like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. With the Seahawks supposedly winning, what will the Lions have to play for? Obviously, the Packers are already favorites to win, in my opinion. And this will honestly, in my opinion, my humble opinion, be the nail in the coffin. Now, why do I think this is some kind of conspiracy like I said earlier? I think that the NFL wants the Packers in the playoff to boost their quote-unquote super wild card weekend TV ratings. Now, while that would happen, and obviously... That would happen. I think that the Packers are going to go to the playoffs. There's more Packers fans than there are probably Lions and Seahawks fans combined. But is that what really matters? In my opinion, this is disenfranchising to both the Seahawks and the Lions, and it's giving the Packers such an easy route to the playoff, in my opinion. And it's completely and utterly money-based, which is technically not supposed to be what the league is about. Like I was saying earlier, if the Seahawks win and the Lions have no motivation to win this game, and the Packers win, then the Seahawks are out. So this is bad for the Seahawks and bad for the Lions. I don't know if I agree with this decision. Obviously, I think the commissioner is hoping that the Seahawks lose, and then this Lions-Packers game is way more hyped up than it's supposed to be. But like I said, it's very doubtful that the Seahawks, trying their absolute hardest with a mostly healthy roster, are going to lose to the Rams with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Now it's time for the news that has been by far the most important news on literally all news outlets this entire week. Damar Hamlin, a safety for the Buffalo Bills, went into cardiac arrest and collapsed after a collision with Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins in the Monday night Buffalo Bills versus Cincinnati Bengals ESPN Monday night game. Look, medical personnel immediately 
rushed onto the field and gave Hamlin CPR and eventually used a defibrillator to restart his heart. He was immediately transported to a hospital in Cincinnati and has been there for the past four days. He is and has been in critical condition, but has made significant progress toward a recovery. According to multiple reports, one of the first things that Hamlin did yesterday was wake up and write down a question because he has a breathing tube in his neck. He wrote down the question, who won the game? This guy is a true ball player. But not only that, he's been described by his teammates, loved ones, coaches, and so many others as being a great person with lots of love and happiness in his heart. His charity that supports toy drives, back-to-school drives, and kids' camps had a humble goal of just $2,500. And in just the last five days, over $7.5 million has been donated to his charity. The impact that this has had on the country as a whole was astounding. Hamlin's story and charity has been on every major and minor news network multiple times a day, every single day this week. There are millions behind the fight for his life with their thoughts and prayers, and that is why here at Plaisance Podcast, we are proud to support DeMar's fight. Our thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, and the entire Buffalo Bills organization. If you care to support his charity, you can find the link to it in my YouTube description of this video. We're excited to hear about his recovery. We just learned today that he is now speaking and the breathing tube has been removed and we'll keep you updated as he hopefully continues to make more progress. And that's going to do it for this episode of Plaisance Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.